Hi, I'm Mitch Casper, and welcome to WinnipegHockeyTalk.com's Random Thoughts on the Winnipeg Jets, the audio version. Hey, Jets fans. As it turns out, I'm back a little early. Uh, After doing the Monday podcast, um, I forgot to mention a few things, and also a couple of new nuggets popped up, so uh, I think maybe for the rest of the season, going into the maybe going into the draft and free agency, I'm not going to just be tied to doing the Monday podcast, like the weekly podcast. If a couple things pop up midweek, I think I'll address them. Address them. It may be a shorter podcast, but uh, yeah, I, I think that might be a good idea. There's nothing like old and stale news. So a couple of the things uh, I wanted to mention on Monday that I kind of forgot about was uh, Nikita Chiprikov. Uh, signed his entry-level contract with the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, he was their second rounder. Uh, he's a 20-year-old, and he's been playing uh, in the KHL. Now, if you look at his KHL numbers, they're brutal, and uh, I'm guessing he doesn't didn't play a lot. And people might wonder, myself included, why didn't he just play in junior and put up some big numbers? But He's like anybody else. He wants to get paid, man. So he was playing in the KHL. I've seen him enough to be moderately excited about him. He's a he's a skilled, feisty guy. He's not big. He's five foot ten, hundred and seventy ish pounds. Um, I think he'll be a Winnipeg Jet in a couple years. So he's uh, signed, starting for two thousand twenty three season. He'll be with the Manitoba Moose, and let's just see how he develops there. Uh, hopefully, he'll get a you know work himself into a spot where he gets a ton of playing time and develops, and we'll maybe see him sooner than later. But uh, I think if we see him a couple years down the road, that would probably be a, a realistic uh, starting time. The, the next bit of news is that uh, Blake Wheeler has been nominated for the King Clancy Trophy. Uh, the Clancy Trophy goes to the player who best exemplifies leadership qualities on and off the ice and has made a noteworthy humanitarian contribution to his community. And you can say or think whatever you want about Blake Wheeler, but he's been a a very good captain for the Winnipeg Jets. And him and his wife are very active in Winnipeg with different functions and that. So congratulations to Blake. It's 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 a great honor to be nominated. Next, um, back to the Mikey Isamont file. <laughs> it just keeps on getting worse for uh, fans of Mikey Isamont. And when I say worse, I mean worse for us, but not for him. He's had a pretty good week, you know, signing that new contract. And now he's been named to Team USA for the World Hockey Championships. <laughs> Congratulations and good for him. I can't believe that we kept guys like Carson Kuhlman over him. Uh, once again, I think we missed the boat on this. And uh, But as they say, you can't cry over spilt milk. Next, I want to look at the Connor Bedard sweepstakes and the fix on national TV. What a fucking embarrassment. You know, Count Chocula should be fired over this. Um, it, this left a big stench around the league and uh, doesn't, doesn't have a good look. And... For us conspiracy theorists, this one was probably just as bad as the Crosby debacle in 2005. I don't know how you can have this happen. Um, 
Get your act together, boys. That was embarrassing to watch. Um, there's no doubt something shady happened there. You, they can make all the excuses they want, but uh, this uh, just probably confirms that there is funny business going on. I mean, this is this has shades of 2005. Different situation in 2005, but that one just reeked. Now, here we have a Pittsburgh franchise that's teetering on the brink. Mario uh, Lemieux buys the team, and geez, look who fell right into his lap. Sidney Crosby, after the lockout season, uh, they felt it was necessary to um, revamp once again the, um, the draft lottery. I mean, really, they missed the full season, and the team that probably had the best chance to get Crosby based on the previous year's standings was Florida. Uh, somehow um, <laughs> they, they mixed together their magic beans and, and ping pong balls and uh, like I said revamped it uh, magically. Look at that. Sidney Crosby's going to be the savior in Pittsburgh. That one has so much fucking stink on it. I still can't stand it to this day. Uh, typical Gary Bettman, and you wonder why, people wonder why I'm so fucking hard on him. I hate fucking Count Chocula's guts, and that was an another thing right there. Um, you know, they keep on tweaking the draft lottery, trying to get it right. I think they've changed it, what, three or four times since 2005, and um, there's no perfect situation, but uh, they got to, if, if I was an NHL GM, I would say, screw all these pre-drafts behind closed doors and then airing it for uh, for TV. I want all 30 or 32 now GMs in the fucking room watching it live. They try to make it like this made-for-TV thing with drama, and it's so fucking crooked it reeks. Uh, it's funny how certain teams, like just kind of funny that Chicago, you know, has now moved off from Taves and Kane and they're a big, you know, one of the NHL's big markets. Yeah, Bettman didn't want fucking uh, Bedard going to uh, Anaheim or Columbus. He needed in one of the big markets. Oh, geez, funny. Look at Chicago. Oh, Chicago magically gets Bedard. Like I said, they bungled it. It looks brutal. And I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not happy about it. I think it's a joke. Moving on to some good news. This is terrific news. Uh, the WHL has announced that uh, the Seattle-Winnipeg Ice Series will be played at Canada Life Center. Now, I don't know uh, if they stepped in, uh, if True North Sports Entertainment threw the ice and olive branch. Um, it's kind of well known in circles that uh, the Winnipeg Ice and True North don't see eye to eye. They don't get along. I guess the ownership, uh, there's some friction there or whatever, but... Uh, uh, it just makes too much sense to get them, you know, out of the university and into a, an actual uh, hockey rink. Um, and I don't care why it got done or how it got done, but the, the fact of the matter is it got done. And starting Friday night, the Winnipeg Ice will host Game 1, Saturday night Game 2. Then they go to Seattle for 3, and then... Hopefully, <laughs> we don't see them again, but but then back to Canada Life Center for games 6 and 7. Um, other good news is TSN is going to be broadcasting the uh, WHL final starting at game 3. And I'm not 
don't quote me on this. I'm not 100% sure, but I think games one and two might be on the uh, CHL TV and it might be for free. So uh, uh, it's going to be a great series. Uh, we'll be able to get a chance to look at Brad Lambert, who plays for Seattle. And he's having a very good playoff. He's got three goals and 17 assists for 20 points in 12 games. Pretty heady numbers. Uh, I, I think they might be a little skewed in, because of the fact he's playing with Dylan Gunther, uh, Coyotes draft pick. And he played for, uh, he actually played a bunch of games for the Coyotes this year. And he was one of the breakout stars in the uh, World Junior. But uh, Dylan Gunther is having a nice playoff with 14 goals. Um, there's there's some high-end players in this series to keep an eye on. Uh, you know, obviously the goaltenders are, are tremendous. Uh, Thomas Millich for Seattle is coming in with a 1.85 goals against and a 9.34 save percentage. So those are pretty heady numbers. And the ice is uh, Daniel Hauser has been solid all year. Uh, his playoff numbers are 2.35 goals against and a 9.10 save percentage. So uh, the goaltending in this series should be good. Uh, the, the ice have Ben Zlotty, 20 assists in the playoffs. Offensive defenseman, he'll be fun to watch. Uh, Connor McLennan's got 21 points, including 13 goals for the ice. Uh, draft eligible, Matt Savoy, 27 points in 14 games. He's a he's a real good player. I'm not sure you know, where he's going to land in the draft, but uh, he's, a, he's also a player to watch. But Jet fans, for the most part, are going to be interested in Brad Lambert. Uh, he was part of the package we got for the in the Andrew Kopp trade last year. Um, I think some people are getting a little too excited about him. He's putting up good numbers and playing well. Um, but he's, I think he's at least a couple years away. Um, I'm a little bit surprised he hasn't scored more. He's been a, a pretty good setup man, but uh, we'll all get a chance to watch him firsthand for a minimum four games. This is a series I think and hope would go seven. So I'm looking. Uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to watching this series, and I hope you are too. In some other Jets news, um, prospect Leon Gawanka uh, will be playing for Team Germany in the World Hockey Championships, but he has uh, signed a contract with Alder Mannheim in the DEL, which is the uh, German Elite League. Um, I would. I would have. Gawanka's a good player. I'd like him, but uh, he. Um, Probably wasn't going to be in the Jets' future. He's a really good AHL defenseman. And um, he's still Jets' property, of course. Uh, but I don't know that he was ever in the cards uh, to be an NHLer on this team right now. Uh, maybe he goes and plays over there for a few years and comes back. Who knows what's going to happen there, but uh, good for him. Uh, I'm not going to lose any sleep over him going. Nice player, but... Uh, he was a good good AHL player and a good Manitoba Moose player. So congratulations to him. Uh, you can watch him <laughs> in the World Hockey Championships, which will be televised if you don't know much about him. But he's a pretty good player. Now we'll move on to one of my pet peeves. <laughs> this really bugs my ass. Is people that ask, wow, the Jets are out now or my favorite team is out. Who are we going to cheer for? Well, I don't know why we feel obligated to cheer for another team in the playoffs. Um... I mean, you can cheer for somebody you put money on. That's okay. And you can cheer for whatever's best for the whatever hockey pool you're in. But I'd be damned if I'm going to cheer for the fucking Oilers because they're Canadian or the Leafs. I'm not going to cheer for teams I've fucked despised all year. Fuck them. Um, 
You just watch it for the entertainment value. Um, everybody today is in some sort of a hockey pool or a playoff pool. So that would be most people's motivation. And that's that's where I lie to. So stop asking, you know, well, who am I pulling for now? Fuck off. Um, lots of talk this week since the... Well, it's been a couple of weeks since the Jets have been out now. And uh, lots of talk around Pierre-Luc Dubois and Connor Hellebuck. Uh, it's like the vultures are swirling um you know, with Hellebuck having one year left, uh, teams are coming out of the woodwork and basically admitting that there's interest in them. Now, it's not the teams themselves because that'd be tampering, but, uh, you know, agents talk, uh, media guys talk, and, uh, boy, um, like I mentioned in the last podcast, if the, if the Jets uh, do ever serve up uh, Helly onto the trade block, he would bring back a King's Ransom, even though he's on... Uh, you know, one more one more year left before UFA. Uh, so I think the Jets would be crazy not to listen, and I'm sure they are. Pierre-Luc Dubois' situation is a little bit different. Um, uh, I, do, I have no idea what to think here, but it's like the Jets have to do something with him before the draft. Because if they don't, going to end up uh, having an expiring asset on your team. I mean, there's no doubt that they're going to give him the qualifying offer, right? So he signs the qualifying offer and boom, he's fucking gone. So that's not going to happen. Um, the Jets either have to extend him or trade him. Or there's always a possibility. What if Montreal offer sheets him for one year and he signs it? The Jets match it, he's gone. So, I mean, if the Jets matched it, and, you know, figured, well, okay, well, we'll keep him for next year and we'll trade him at the deadline. Um, that wouldn't surprise me. But I don't know that you want a guy on your team that you know that's going out the door. Um, Jets aren't winning the Stanley Cup next year, so why would you keep him in that situation? Yes, you would still get some decent uh, return trading him at next year's deadline. And, of course, it's always easier to absorb a player like him and a contract when they're... Um, to contending teams, but uh, that would, to me, would be managerial malpractice by Kevin Sheveldayoff if he let that happen. I think you got to move him at the draft. There's all kinds of rumors out there. Um, believe what you want, but uh, yeah, I kind of think I kind of think that he's going to be traded before the draft. Connor Hellebuck's another situation. Oh boy, <laughs> if we had anything remotely, you know, in the system to uh, you know, as a stopgap, uh, uh, I'd, I'd really look at trading him and seeing if you can get a King's Ransom for him. Although, if you were trading him to a team like maybe New Jersey, maybe you get a Vanacek back. He's a, a decent starter. But uh, it's going to be interesting this next few weeks. And like I say, if any any big news happens in like the middle of the week, I might fire off a quick podcast, you know, 15, 17, 18 minutes. Uh, don't want the news to get too old. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next month. It's going to be really interesting in Jetsville. I kind of want to get back to the <laughs> the draft lottery and <laughs> for a couple of seconds. Like, every year, somebody has a new idea of how to make it better and this and that. And they've changed the, the system of the draft lottery three or four times, like I mentioned earlier. They're trying to prevent teams from tanking. You know what? Once again... It, you're never going to find a perfect solution. I don't like the the draft lottery. Uh, I think, um, you know, the idea is to uh, reward the worst teams. 
if a team, uh, you're not going to stop tanking because you're seeing teams tank right now. You know, teams will tank even for, you know, a 12% chance to get them. Go back to the old way where last place is last place. They get the first pick. If teams want to tank, they're going to tank. You're not going to stop them. Is it a bad look? Sure. But is it any worse than it is right now? So I, I don't like it. I just uh, I just think that you keep on changing it. You keep on changing it. You keep on changing it. You're still never going to find a perfect solution. Well, the the perfect solution was probably the original one. I'm, I'm pretty sure the guys thought about that back in that day. So once again... Uh, Gary Bettman trying to uh, reinvent the wheel. I kind of had to laugh at uh, the Leafs media and the Leaf fans. Um, you know, obviously, as of uh, this recording, uh, they're down three to one to Florida. <laughs> We're hearing the Leafs are too soft, they're too small, <laughs> and uh, you know, they went out and they got Ryan O'Reilly, who's a proven playoff performer and a pretty rugged guy, and they they went out and they got Luke Shen. Another big tough guy, and they're still not tough enough. Um, I don't know what the problem there in Toronto was. I really don't give a shit. But uh, um, that series is 3 1. Yeah, the other series in the East is also 3 1 with Carolina getting it done. And the two series, as of, like I say, this recording in the Western Conference are both tied at 2 all. So interesting hockey coming up. Uh, uh, we'll see how this shakes down over the weekend. Like, now you have elimination games in the East, so that'll be interesting. Uh, Toronto, you know, actually, they, they grinded out a win in Florida, and they go back home now. So, I'm sure Lee fans are doing the old one-game-at-a-time thing. You know, let's, uh, let's win the home game and see if we can steal game six. But, uh, yeah, it's just interesting how uh, the takes are. You know, Marner was struggling, so now he's too small, and he's not a playoff player, and... Uh, it's kind of funny, Jet fans. Uh, haven't we heard this around here about uh, some of our guys? Uh, yeah, it's funny. Every every hockey market is the same. Um, never satisfied. Uh, and nor should you be. I think um, fans in Toronto expected a, a lot more after finally getting over the hump and beating Tampa. Um, is it possible that was like their Stanley Cup? I don't think so. Because uh, Florida's kind of found... Uh, found their touch right now and they're actually playing pretty good hockey so it'll be interesting to see but you know what I think I've talked way too much about that series because you know I really don't give a shit <laughs> well I think I basically caught up on a few of the things I missed and a few of the things that happened after the last podcast so um, I'm still thinking that I'll do another pod on uh, Monday and we'll go from there but uh, uh, once again like and I'll say it every time thank you for listening um, if you like the podcast, you know, follow, like it, whatever you got to do on your format. You can catch us at the uh, home, WinnipegHockeyTalk.com, other podcast platforms like uh, Weezer and Amazon, Google, Podomatic, and Spotify. Um, until Monday, um, enjoy the playoffs.